The Christian Bro Code Podcast, episode number 16. Learn how to fight, bro. What's up? It's your bro, Mario Escobedo. Thanks for tuning in to the Christian Bro Code Podcast. This podcast is all about giving you something you can use to take a step from where you are right now to where God wants you to be. And let me tell you, bro, where God wants you to be is always better than where you are right now. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and thanks for checking us out. This episode is available in two formats, a podcast and a YouTube video. That's right, two for the price of uno. So if you're listening to the podcast, check the show notes. There's a link to the video version that's over at the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, check the description and there's a link to the podcast. All right, bro. Let's move on to the next segment of the episode called The Big Idea. What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea, Egghead? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? Hey, what's the big idea? All right, bro. This is the big idea segment of the episode. The big idea is the one most important thing you should know from this episode. You should walk away with the big idea stuck to you like a tick on a dog. That's right. Sometimes I'll tell you the big idea right at the beginning of the segment, and sometimes I have to set things up before I tell you the big idea. But don't worry. You'll know what the big idea is because I'm going to say something like, all right, bro, listen up, pay attention. This is the big idea for this episode. So don't worry. You're not going to miss the big idea. Now, whatever I talk about in the big idea, I talk about it because I feel you can use it to take a step from where you are to where God wants you to be. And so with that in mind, Let's get into the big idea for this episode. Now, the big idea for today is a solution to a problem. And it's a problem that I see a lot of bros facing in their marriage. And the problem sounds something like this. Imagine the bro who says something like this. My wife and I need help resolving conflict in our marriage. What can we do? My wife and I need help resolving conflict in our marriage. What can we do? And chances are that if you're listening to this podcast, chances are if you've been married for more than two hours, <laughs> you've probably thought this at some point, that you have problems resolving conflict, both you and your wife. And the, the first thing you need to know is it's not hopeless. Resolving conflict in marriage is something you can learn and get better at the more you practice doing it. Conflict in marriage isn't a bad thing. There will always be conflict in marriage. Always. Now, why? Why is that true? Well, because the two of you are two completely different people. Each of you, you, you want what you want, and when you don't get what you want, well, there's conflict in your marriage. And if you don't handle conflict in your marriage the right way, then the conflict will weaken your marriage. Conflict will create distance between you and and your wife. But there's good news, because if you use the principles I'm going to teach you in this episode, and of course there are so many more that you can learn beyond what I'm going to teach in this episode, but if you use these, these principles on conflict resolution in your marriage, conflict in your marriage, check this out, it will actually strengthen your marriage. Conflict in your marriage will actually draw you and your wife closer to each other. So believe it or not, conflict can make your, your marriage grow stronger. You just you just got to do it right. So the issue I'm dealing with in this episode is for the bro who says, my wife and I need help resolving conflict in our marriage. What can we do? And the solution to that problem is this episode's big idea. So listen up, because this is the one most important thing for you to walk away with after listening to this episode. 
Here's the big idea. Learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. Learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. And, and I already said at the beginning, at the top of the episode, I'm going to share six principles that will help you learn to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. Now, six, that's a lot. So I've decided something. I'm going to use two episodes to cover these six principles. In this episode, which is episode 16, I'm going to cover the first three principles. And then in episode 17, I'm going to cover the remaining three principles. As it is, I can tell that this episode is going to be a little bit longer than usual, but I've got some good stuff to share with you. So don't tune out. If you have to, break up uh, however you listen to this episode over a few days, uh, whatever, but, but that's fine. It, it's, it's important what you're going to hear, what I'm going to share with you. So here we go. Here are the six principles, and I'm going to list them all first, and then we're going to come back and hit them one by one. We'll hit the first three in this episode, and then the last three in episode 17. All right, so here you go. Here are the six principles for resolving or learning how to use conflict to resolve, or learning how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. Here we go. Know the rules before you start. Principle number one, know the rules before you start. Principle number two, it only counts if the team wins. Principle number three, don't leave until the game is over. Principle number four, listen to your teammate. Principle number five, no trash talking. And principle number six, team business stays in the locker room. Now, you can tell I'm using a sports analogy. We're bros, right? What did you expect? I was going to use like a hair salon analogy. No, we're bros. We can talk about sports and hunting, and we're going to grunt a lot. Arr, arr. You remember that Tool Time show? Yeah. Anyway, so, all right. So for the bro who says, my wife and I need help resolving conflict in our marriage, what can we do? My answer to you is this episode's big idea. Learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. And these six principles are definitely going to help you learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. Now, my wife and I, we didn't invent these principles. It's stuff that we've studied, we've read, attended conferences, and some of it we just learned over the past 18 years of our marriage. Some of it, you know, we learned the hard way, and, and it took us way too long to learn it. But hey, now I'm sharing with you so that you don't have to learn it the hard way. Let's get into principle number one. Know the rules before you start. That is principle number one. Know the rules before you start. Now think about this. What happens... When you play a game and you don't completely know all the rules, well, one of the things that happens is that you commit penalty after penalty, foul after foul, and ultimately, it's frustrating for you, it's frustrating for the other team, and it's going to be nearly impossible for you to win if you don't know the rules before you start the game. You need to know the rules before you start playing the game. Now, how does this apply to resolving conflict in your marriage? Here it is. You and your wife need to talk about and agree on the rules that you will follow to resolve conflict in your marriage. You need to come to an agreement and say, okay, whenever there's conflict in our marriage or whenever we get into an argument, well, wait a minute, we never argue. Yeah, you do. We all do. Whenever you get into an argument, these are the rules we'll follow. Now, it's important. See, it's, it's not fair to you or to her not to know what the rules are whenever you engage in conflict or in an argument. The two of you need to know what the rules are for resolving conflict and for having arguments in your marriage. Look, just like it's frustrating to be playing a game that you don't know the rules of that game, it's just as frustrating to try to resolve conflict in your marriage if you don't know what the rules are that you're supposed to be following. following. You're, you're, when you're playing a game, 
and you don't know the rules. We, we already said this. You're going to commit all kinds of fouls and penalties. You're going to get frustrated. Ultimately, you're not going to win. And the same thing happens when there's conflict in your marriage. If if and you you know you don't know what the rules are for resolving conflict, the same thing is going to happen. You and your wife are going to get frustrated with each other. You're going to commit penalties and fouls against each other, and ultimately, nobody is going to win. But if you're going to learn how to use conflict, if you're going to learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage, then the first thing you're going to have to learn is, well, what are the rules for resolving conflict in our marriage? Now, what are the rules? Who makes up these rules? You do. The rules for resolving conflict in your marriage are rules that you and your wife are going to come up with together for your marriage. Here's the thing. The rules that work in my marriage for my wife and for me they might not work in your marriage. And the rules that work for you, well, they might not work for me. The key is for you and your wife to talk about it and come up with a set of rules you feel will work for resolving conflict in your marriage. And with that, I'm just going to give you some examples. I'm not telling you that these have to be rules for your marriage. Just let me give you some examples of rules that my wife and I have come up with whenever conflicts come up in our marriage. These are the rules that, that, we, that we follow, or some of the rules that we try to follow. Here, here's the first one, and it's, it's probably one that came up, we came up with really early on in our marriage. Here's a rule for us for engaging in conflict. We never insult each other or disrespect each other with words. No matter how heated the conversation or the argument may become, we, we have an established rule, and we talked about this. It just didn't, you know, we just, it's not just like an understanding, an unwritten rule. No, we, we talked about this. We have a rule that says that we will not insult each other or disrespect each other with our words. We, we just decided that we're not willing to do that. We don't want to say something that we'll later regret. Because we've learned that if things escalate, and we allow things to escalate, then that escalation, wherever it escalated to, that that now becomes the new normal. See, when you allow things to escalate, then you begin to allow things that you wouldn't have allowed before. It all starts off very innocently. During an argument, you can throw out an insult, and it's not too bad. It's not very serious, but if if it's allowed, you know, if you allow that to happen, then you just established a new baseline, or a new normal for what is acceptable during arguments or conflicts in your marriage. And next time, that new baseline is already in place. And you'll be more willing to take your insult up just a little bit more, just another level from that new baseline. And if you continue to allow that to happen, then you'll get to the point where you're throwing out hurtful and mean insults at each other. So you can start off with something like, you know, kind of kidding. Oh, you're such a dark. Oh, you're such you're so dark. You're such a... But as it keeps going up a level over time, that uh, innocent insult can turn into something like, you're such an incompetent idiot. You're such a fool. See, because you established a new baseline and it just kept going up from there. So my wife and I, we've decided that we would not allow it to get to that point. We know what kind of people we are. We know what we're capable of. We know that we're human and that we, oh gosh, we really have the potential to hurt each other very badly with our words. So one of our rules when we argue or encounter conflict in our marriage, one of our rules is that we do not insult each other or disrespect each other with our words. Another rule that we have 
is that we decided, this was again, pretty early on in our marriage, we decided to erase the D word from our vocabulary. What's the D word? We decided that we would never threaten each other by saying something like, I'm going to divorce you, or I'm going to leave you if you ever do that again. And I understand that 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 kind of stuff can be said in the heat of an argument and that you may not really mean it. But when you say it, it really sticks in the heart of your wife. So one of our rules we have when we're having a conflict or an argument is that we never threaten each other by saying, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to divorce you. We just just don't do that. It's a rule. We, We follow the rules. So those are just two of the rules that my wife and I have established for when we argue or when we have conflict in our marriage. And you'll hear about some of the other rules as we move along into the other five principles. Now, here's something very important. Just like in sports, you need to know the rules before the game starts, right? I I, uh, I remember when my daughters were younger, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I have, at, the, as the, at least at the time of this recording, a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. But when they were younger, we'd start playing a game, and all of a sudden in the middle of the game, they would add a rule or change a rule. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold up. Time out, time out. I was like, no, 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 no. you're changing the rules because you don't like the way the game is going. That And that's that's not fair. Now, when we're talking about conflict resolution in marriage, listen up, this is important. It's not a good idea. I repeat that. It's not a good idea to try to come up with rules or change the rules at the moment when you're having an argument or having a conflict. If you try to come up with the rules at the moment of the argument or conflict, you're only going to escalate the argument or the conflict. See, the time to come up with rules for conflict, just like in a game, right? The times to come up, the time to come up with rules for conflict is when you're not having any conflict. Talk to your wife about rules you will respect during an argument when you're not actually, in fact, in an argument. You'll drive yourself and her crazy if you try to come up with the rules for an argument while you're having an argument. Don't do it. Now, If you come up with rules, then respect the rules. It does you no good to come up with the rules if you're not actually going to follow the rules. You know, you you have to follow the rules. And at first, I'll tell you from experience, I mean, this is personal experience. My wife can, I mean, she would say amen to this. At first, it's going to be difficult to follow the rules, especially if you're doing it for the first time. But Here's where practice makes progress. The more you work on following the rules, the better you will become at, guess what? Following the rules. So principle number one to follow if you're going to learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage is this, know the rules before you start the game. All right, principle number two. This is principle number two to follow if you're going to learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. Here it is, principle number two. It only counts if the team wins. It only counts if the team wins. Now, at the heart of this principle is the idea that you and your wife are on the same team. And the team is called your marriage. You're not on competing teams. It's not team husband versus team wife. It's it's not like Mad Max in the Thunderdome, if you ever saw that movie way back with Mel Gibson, two will enter, only one will leave. No, no, that's 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 not it. You're on the same team. 
Your marriage is the team. It's not team husband versus team wife. And whenever you encounter conflict in your marriage, whenever there's an argument, you need to step back and see the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that the two of you are on the same team. Now pay close attention to this because it's important for understanding this principle. It only counts if the team wins. If you're in an argument with your wife and you win, then you both lost. And repeat that. If you're in an argument with your wife and you win, then you both lost. I can say it another way. If one of you wins, then you both lost. You see, on a team, either the whole team wins or the whole team loses. You can't have just one member of the team win. The whole team has to win. It only counts if the team wins. Because think about this. If there's a winner, then there has to be a loser. If you win in a conflict or argument with your wife, then obviously your wife loses. And you have to ask yourself, well, what good did it really do me to win if the team lost? Uh, let me give you an example from uh, from the sports world. In the season, uh, 2017 NBA season, Russell Westbrook, who plays with the Oklahoma City Thunder, he set an all-time record for triple doubles in a single season. Now, that season, he had 42 triple doubles, the most in all of NBA basketball history up to that point. And in case you don't know, a triple double is when a player hits double digits in three different areas of the game. So for example, a triple double is this, 15 points, 12 assists, and 13 rebounds. See, three different areas of the game, double digits in each area. That, that's, that's a triple double in basketball. On January the 13th of 2017, Russell, West, West, Russell, Rushbrook, Russell Westbrook, he recorded his 19th triple-double of that season. And so on that night, this, this, was, this was his triple-double. He had 21 points, 12 assists, and 11 rebounds. Nobody had reached 19 triple-doubles since 1976. Now just think about that. 1976, this was in 2017. Nobody had reached 19 triple-doubles since 1976. Think about it. He had done what nobody had been able to do in 41 years of professional basketball. That's, that's pretty incredible. Now check this out. When a reporter interviewed him after the game, the reporter said, hey, Russell, you just made history tonight. Man, how do you feel? You know what Russell, Russell Westbrook said? He said, it don't mean squat. We lost. Now he used some different language, some words that I choose not to use on the Christian Bro Code podcast, but he said, it don't mean squat. We lost. Now, I'm sure that he was proud of what he had accomplished, that record, but he couldn't fully enjoy his personal win because his team had lost. Basically, Russell Westbrook was saying, it only counts if the team wins. Understand what that means for your marriage. When you have an argument with your wife and you win, it doesn't count because the team lost. It don't mean squat. We lost. If you're going to apply this principle in your marriage, you have to change the way you think about conflict and arguments in your marriage. You have to shift from, I have to win in this argument over to, there has to be a win for the team from this argument. You have, to, you have to take a step back and, again, look at the bigger picture. What's at stake here? And what's at stake is the health and growth of your marriage. Sure, you, you, might, you might win in the argument, 
and it feels good in the moment. But when you don't realize is that you just did something to weaken your marriage. And if you insist on winning when it comes to conflict in your marriage, then each time you have conflict or an argument, you'll be creating more and more distance between you and your wife. Why? Because each time conflict comes up, the two of you immediately feel as if you're on different teams and you're going to do whatever you need to do for your team to win. Instead of thinking that way, here's how you should be thinking. Think thinking. <laughs> thinking. At least I didn't say tinkling, right? Yeah. Well, instead of thinking that way, this this is what you need to be thinking. By the way, I don't do a whole lot of editing. It's kind of hit record and then it's going to go up, out to you. So I apologize for any mistakes I make, but that's the way it is. So where was I? Instead of thinking that way, like I have to win, this is what you need to be thinking. The team, our marriage has to win from this argument. Shift from thinking I have to win to now the team has to win. View every single argument or conflict in your marriage as an opportunity for your marriage to grow stronger. But the only way that's going to happen is if you're thinking this, the team has to win, not me. It only counts if the team wins. So what does that look like? How do you start to work on getting a win for the team instead of just for you? Well, to, to explain this, to answer this question, I'm going to talk to you about a fantastic concept I read about over 10 years ago, maybe even more than that, in one of my favorite books of all time. The book is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and it's written by Stephen Covey. It was written by Stephen Covey. He's since passed away. One of the seven habits that Covey talks about is this. It's called win-win. That's one of the seven habits of highly effective people. And it's basically what I'm talking about when I say it only counts if the team wins. And I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to read to you directly from the book so you can see what Covey means when he talks about win-win. Check this out. This is what he writes. Win-win is a frame of mind and heart that constantly seeks mutual benefit in all human interactions. Win-win means that agreements or solutions are mutually beneficial, mutually satisfying. With a win-win solution, lost my place here, with a win-win solution, all parties feel good about the decision and feel committed to the action plan. Win-win sees life as a cooperative, not a competitive arena. Where am I? Here we go. Most people tend to think in terms of dichotomy, strong or weak, hardball or softball, win or lose. But that kind of thinking is fundamentally flawed. It's based on power and position rather than on principle. Win-win is based on the paradigm that there is plenty for everybody, that one person's success is not achieved at the expense or exclusion of the success of others. Win-win is a belief in the third alternative. It's not your way or my way. It's a better way, a higher way. Now, he uses some pretty fancy words in that definition, but here's the heart of what he's saying. For you to win doesn't mean that somebody else has to lose. You can both win. And think about that in, in the context of your marriage. Think about what that means for your marriage. Think of the difference it would make in your marriage if you moved your thinking from thinking I have to win, because the, again, the, the flip side of that is that someone, in this case your wife, someone is going to have to lose. If, if you're going to win, someone else is going to have to lose. You have to change that mentality, flip that around to 
How can the team win? How can we both win from this situation? And I can remember, I can remember when, I, when I first read this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and after I read the chapter on, one win, on win-win, I decided that I was going to give it a try with my wife. I was going to experiment. And, uh, and the opportunity to experiment, you know, it, it came up pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Right, let me set it up for you. My wife, she wanted me to install a ceiling fan in one of the rooms of our house. Now, I was doing something that I felt was pretty important at the time. My wife didn't think it was important, but I did. So she kept telling me, can you please install the fan already? Come on, please. Do, do, you know, blah, blah, you know. And normally my response would have been something like, I'll do it when I get a chance. And she would have said something like, you always say that, but you never get a chance to do what I ask you to do. Then I probably would have said something like, that's not true. You're exaggerating things. And then things would have just, you know, gotten out of hand, escalated from, from there. And, oh, and really, it would have been over something really dumb. And that's how things had been happening in our marriage. But this time I thought, hmm, wait a minute. I just read this chapter on win-win and I'm, I'm going to give it a try. So instead of entering into an argument with her, I said this, hey, let's sit down and talk for a bit. And we came up with the plan that worked for both of us. We went back and forth a little bit, but finally we got to a point that I was able to say, okay, I can't do it right now, but I commit to you that first thing tomorrow morning, I'm going to install the fan. Before I start on anything else tomorrow, I'm going to install the ceiling fan. You know, that, that worked for me and it worked for her. I finished that day what I wanted to finish. And the next morning I installed the fan. She was happy. I was happy. She won. I won. The win counted for both of us. Why? Because the team won. Now, that wasn't like a, a crucial, right? <laughs> Not like a critical issue in our marriage. It was a ceiling fan. But because it was a small issue, it was the perfect one to use to practice win-win. And it felt, I can tell you, it felt fantastic for both of us. Now, what would happen if both of you and your wife, both you and your wife, started thinking, hmm, we can both win and nobody has to lose? What, what, just, just think about how things would change. I'll tell you this, things would be completely different. Your marriage would grow stronger. I can guarantee it. Now, before you start getting all excited and yeah, yeah, win-win, rah, 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 yoo Understand this, that achieving win-win, it's, it's hard work. You know, it, it doesn't just happen. You have to work for it. You have to talk about stuff. You have to come up with ideas. You have to be comfortable with coming up with ideas that your wife is going to shoot down because it doesn't work for her. And, and at first, it can be a little frustrating. Yeah, at, at times it will be frustrating, but the payoff, it's worth it. If the way you're approaching conflict and arguments in your marriage right now, if it if it's working, then go for it. I mean, keep keep doing it, right? You know, it's like what Doctor Phil says. And how's that working for you? And if you say it's actually working pretty good, then then great, keep doing it. You know, I I'd ask your wife if she thinks it's working before you start celebrating. You know, see see what she thinks. She might have a very different opinion. Maybe it's working for you and not for her, right? And if it's not working for her, then take a good look at trying a win-win approach to conflict and arguments. Because look at the alternative. The alternative is that in each argument, someone loses. And that, well, bro, it's not a good alternative. And, and I know some of you might be thinking or, or saying this. Sometimes I don't feel like fighting and I just, I just let my wife win. Or, or this win-win stuff, it, it sounds like too much work. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just let her win. 
right? Or maybe she's the one who's saying that, you know, I'll, I'll just let him win. Maybe she's thinking, you know, it's pointless to try to ha- have a conversation with him. All our arguments end up the same. He gets mad, I get sad, and everything just stays as bad. Maybe she's avoiding arguments and conflicts because she's tired of you having to get your way. She's tired of you always having to be right. She's tired that you always have to win and she always has to lose. So what does she do? Well, she gives up and says, it's not worth it. The frustration, the stress, I, I'm just, I'm just going to give in and lose. Bro, when that happens, it's like red flag, warning, warning, red flag. When either one of you, you or your wife, you start to give up in conflict and say, Forget it. It's not worth it. I'm just going to lose. I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one for the team. <laughs> you begin to create more and more distance in your marriage. And, and it's not going to be long before you're going to be saying, I give up completely on this marriage. It's just not worth the effort. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the energy. It's too much hassle. Too much. I'm, I'm just giving up completely. If you or your wife is always having to say, I'll lose these, this argument just so we don't have to fight anymore then what happens is that resentment starts to build up. Sooner or later, all that resentment, it's going to explode. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can both look for a win-win solution in any conflict you have, and it works. Now, here's a bit of advice. If you're going to experiment with win-win, then find your ceiling fan. What? Yeah, yeah. What I mean is start with small issues to get some practice. For my wife and me, it was it was installing a ceiling fan. For you, it might be picking up around the house, taking out the trash, I don't know, something minor, right? Something dumb, something irrelevant. That it's, but it's still it's been a source of conflict between the two of you. Don't start with a huge issue. You know, get some practice under your belt, and look for as many opportunities, as many little issues as you can find to start developing the habit, the practice of win-win. And the more you do it, again, the better you'll get at it. So. Principle number two, it only counts if the team wins. All right. I told you at the intro of this episode that there are six principles altogether, and uh, I'm going to share three of them in this episode, and then I'll share the other three in episode 17. Quickly, let's do a, a quick recap. Okay, quick recap. The problem I'm addressing in this episode is for the bro who says, and this is pretty much all of us, right? My wife and I need help resolving conflict in our marriage. What can we do? The answer to that question is this episode's big idea. Learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. I'm sharing six principles to help you and your wife resolve conflict in your marriage. So far, the first two principles have been know the rules before you start. And principle number two is it only counts if the team wins. On to number three, the final principle for this episode. Here it is. Here's principle number three. Listen up. Don't leave until the game is over. Don't leave until the game is over. Now, recent sports history, there have been some players who have, uh, they've done one action that really upsets their teammates. And uh, it it doesn't really matter how good the player is. When they do this one action, their teammates get really upset. What is it that they do? They leave before the game is over. Let me give you an example. Game four, 1997 NBA Finals, Chicago Bulls. Coach Phil Jackson, he gave some instructions to one of his players, a player by the name of Dennis Rodman. Phil Jackson told Rodman to stop shooting the ball so much. And in fact, shooting wasn't Rodman's strength. That wasn't his game. He was a rebounder. 
So the, the instructions from the coach to Rodman, I mean, they made absolute sense. Rodman didn't like the instructions, apparently. There were still two minutes and 38 seconds left in the game, but you know what Rodman did? Now, this is, this, is, this is the championship. This is the finals. He didn't like what the coach said. Two minutes, 38 seconds left in the game. You know what he did? He left the game. Before the game was over, he left the game. Now, he said he had a stomach flu, which apparently was cured a little bit later in Las Vegas, because that's where he ended up. Yeah. He left the game. And what do you think was the message he was sending his teammates? He was basically telling them, telling them, I don't care enough about you guys or the team to stay to the end of the game. I'm out. And when he did that, his teammates voiced their frustration with him. The fans didn't like him. And then even, even reporters, sports reporters from Chicago started saying, it's time to get rid of Rodman. Now, he, he had done other things to frustrate everybody in Chicago, but the tipping point seems to have been when he left before the game was over. And it wasn't the only time he did it, and it wasn't the only team he did it on. Whenever there's conflict in your marriage, don't leave until the game is over. What do I mean? Don't walk away from conflict. Don't walk away from your wife in the middle of an argument and just leave it at that. When there's conflict in your marriage and you just ignore it or flat out walk away from it, you're telling your teammate, which is your wife, that you don't care enough about the team to stay till the game is over. It's like what happened with Rodman. Things don't go your way or your wife points out something you could correct and because you didn't like it, uh-uh, you just decide to walk away and leave before it's over. That's one of the worst things you can do when there's conflict in your marriage. Don't leave until the game is over. You know, and sometimes you don't even have to leave physically to leave before it's over. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean. Sometimes you're still there in front of your wife, but you've totally checked out of the argument. Your body's there, but your mind is totally somewhere else. You, you already left before the game was over. And let me tell you something, bro. You're not fooling anybody. Your wife knows when you've checked out. I mean, she sees that look in your eyes. She, how, your eyes have just glazed over. She, she sees it, right? She knows that look on your face. She knows when you've left before it was over. Because that's when she starts saying stuff like, are you listening to me? Or are you even paying attention? Ever heard that before? I have. When you hear her saying that, those are the signs that you left before it was over. And she knows that you left. And I know it frustrates you when she says that kind of stuff. But I think the reason it frustrates you is because you, she caught you. <laughs> we got caught. right? That's what It's like, man, I almost got away with it. No. That's the source of the frustration. Now, there's, there's something you can do so that you don't leave before the game is over. And my wife and I learned this technique that I'm going to share with you when we were taking classes to become foster parents. And, and we decided to use it, implement it in our marriage. And I'm going to tell you, it's been an incredible help for us. And it's a very simple technique that I'm going to call, What Color is the Light? It's a very simple idea, but I'm telling you, it works and it's going to help you a lot. Now, remember, remember, don't try this out for the first time when you're actually having conflict or when you're actually in an argument with your wife. No, you need to talk to her about this before you try it out in an argument, right? That's rule number one or principle number one. Know the rules before you start. Now, here's what you do. I want you to picture a traffic light. Red light, yellow light, and green light. Each light means something different in an argument or in a conflict, but you already know what each light means because you already know how a traffic light works. 
I'm just going to tell you how my wife and I use this technique. When we're having an argument or a discussion, yeah, let's call it a discussion. We don't argue, we discuss. Yeah, right. If either one of us feels that it's getting too heated or it's getting to a place where we don't feel comfortable, then we have the right to say, red light. And that means that we immediately stop the argument and take just a little bit of time to cool down. Like I, I can I can call red light if I feel that I'm getting too upset and I think I might say something that might be hurtful or that I might regret later, I can say red light. Or if I feel that my wife is getting too upset with the situation, I can call red light and, and stop it right there because I feel she needs to calm down. I just, I just might feel that I'm not ready to deal with this issue right at this moment. For, I mean, for whatever reason, whatever valid reason. Okay, I, I can't say something like, oh, the Spurs game is about to start red light. No, that, that, that's not what it's for, right? It's not what it's meant to be. It's if I have a valid concern, a valid reason about the attitude of either one of us. And of course, my wife can call red light whenever she feels she needs to as well. It's not just me. We can both call red light. Now, here's what's really important if this is going to work. The red light is not a way to escape or run away from an argument. Remember the principle we're talking about. Don't leave until the game is over. You have to come back to the argument. In fact, the rule for my wife and me, this, this is our rule. Whoever, whoever calls the red light is obligated to be the one who restarts the discussion. So if I call red light, I have to be the one who comes back to my wife and preferably the same day to restart the conversation. And listen, you, you don't, you, you, you have to do this. You have to, if you call red light, you have to come back to the conversation. You have to do it because if you don't, your wife isn't going to trust you the next time you call red light. She's just going to think, oh yeah, I, I, I know what you're doing. You're just trying to get out of talking about this. You're, you're, it's an escape. So if, if you call red light, and this goes for either you or your wife, then you have to make sure that you come back to the, to the discussion. Also, respect the red light. If you agreed, you talked to your wife ahead of time, and you both agreed to the traffic light technique, what color is the light, then don't get mad when your wife calls red light. Because I'm going to tell you, the first time she calls red light, you're going to... Uh, you're going to get frustrated. You might even get mad. and You might even try to insist that your wife deal with it right now. No, what do you mean red light? No, that's not fair. Respect the red light. If you agreed to the traffic light technique, then respect it no matter how much it frustrates you when your wife calls red light. Okay, next. And this, this doesn't require quite as much explanation. The yellow light. On a traffic light, the yellow light signals that uh, a red light is about to happen, right? It, it comes right before a red light. You go from yellow to red, all right. So in an argument, I'm sorry, in a discussion, if you call yellow light, you're, you're, you're calling caution. You're calling out, you're giving a caution. Like when, when my wife calls yellow light, she's telling me, look, I'm pretty sure I'm ready to deal with this right now, but I'm just giving you a caution, a heads up. That depending on how things go, I might call a red light, okay? But but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give it my best shot, my best shot. I think I'm ready to deal with this, this situation right now. So yellow light is a sign 
it's a signal to proceed with caution because the light might turn red. Pretty simple. Finally, the green light. And we use the green light after one of us has called red light. So pretty much the person who called the red light is usually the one who calls green light. And green light is pretty obvious, right? It means, okay, I'm ready to have this conversation. And, and remember, it's the responsibility of the person who called red light to come back to say, okay, green light. And I'll tell you, it, it took me some time to get accustomed to this because maybe you're like me, I don't know. So I've seen how it could be either the wife or the husband. It's not a, a guy and a girl thing. It's it's just, it just depends, okay? But this this is me. I, I'm the type who wants to deal with the stuff right now, like in the moment, right now. I, I don't want to wait. I'm ready now. There's conflict. There's something that needs, needs to be discussed, argued, whatever. Let's do it now. I'm ready now. And my wife is completely different. I mean, completely different. She needs time to process things a little more. You know what I mean? She needs time to process. And our mistake was thinking that we both thought alike when it comes to you know conflict resolution. I wanted to deal with the stuff right now. So of course I thought, well, she feels the same way about it. She also wants to deal with stuff right now. And when she wouldn't say anything, I would get mad. I mean, oh man, like that vein would pop out in my forehead. I would get mad because here I am just laying out all my stuff like blah, blah, this and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you this and you that blah, 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 blah. And when she wouldn't say anything, oh man, talk about, talk about getting mad. I mean, I would get mad and I'd, I'd tell her, why aren't you saying anything? I'm telling you, it it would really upset me. Now, from her side of things, she felt I was almost like harassing her because I wouldn't let up. I mean, I was just like, say something. Why aren't you saying? It, it almost felt like harassment from her side of the things, right? And and the more I would demand a response from her, the more she would retreat into silence. I mean, it was it was just a mess. It was a mess. Now, it's not that my way was wrong and hers was right, or she was right, or I was wrong. It, it wasn't that at all. It, it's it's just like 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 boxers, right? We have different fighting styles, and that's okay. And and I'm I'm gonna guess that it's the same with you and your wife. That one of you is okay with dealing with the stuff right now in the moment when it's raw, when it's heated, and the other one of you is more. I need a time. I need time to process this. Give me, give me just a little space. Give me a little bit of time. And that's okay. It's not that one is right, the other is wrong. No, it, it's important. It's important that both of you know each other's fighting style. Yeah, so notice notice how this worked for for my wife and me. My wife needs more time than I do to process stuff. And before we started using this technique, we would we would leave too many arguments unresolved. Why? Because I pushed too hard and she retreated but never came back to the argument. And we had to find a way to correct this. Now, I get it. Like, I understand. I, now I understand. Now I get it, right? I understand. She needs more time, but she knows that when she calls red light, she has to come back to the discussion. She can't just leave it at that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it has worked wonders for us. And I highly encourage you to try it. And the, the first step would be to talk to your wife, talk to your wife about this, and come to an agreement to try it out. And I guarantee it that, that the more you try it, the better you'll become at using this technique. And as a result of that, your marriage will grow stronger. And as a result of conflicts, your marriage is not going to weaken. It's going to grow stronger. As a result of conflicts, your marriage isn't going to drift apart. You're actually going to come closer together. 
if you start implementing these techniques and these principles. So principle number three, don't leave until the game is over. All right, time to review. The big idea for this episode is learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. The three principles, I'm having trouble with my words today. The three principles we covered in this episode to help you resolve conflict in your marriage are these. Number one, know the rules before you start. Number two, it only counts if the team wins. And number three, don't leave until the game is over. Remember, there are three more principles to cover, and I'll cover those in the next episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. All right, bro. That's it for the big idea. That's it for this segment, the big idea of this episode. Let's move on to the final segment of the episode, and that segment is called Bring Home the Bacon. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. Bring home the bacon. It's time to bring home the bacon, bro. Now, this is a segment of the episode where I suggest a practical way for you to apply the big idea. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. If you've been listening for any length of time, you already know the warning. Bringing home the bacon isn't meant to be easy. It's meant to challenge you. Why? Because you grow when you're challenged. If you're never challenged, then you'll never take a step from where you are to where God wants you to be. So it is time to bring home the bacon. And as a reminder, the big idea for the episode is learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. And that big idea, remember, it's a solution for the bro who says, my wife and I need help resolving conflict in our marriage. What can we do? So how are you going to bring home the bacon? And I think the best way from this episode is to work on principle number one, know the rules before you start. Here's what I would do. I would make time this week, whenever you're listening to this episode, make time this week to have a conversation with your wife to talk about the rules the two of you can agree to follow anytime you have conflict or anytime you have an argument. That's, in my opinion, that's really the best place to start. Now, maybe one of the other two rules, that one stood out to you more than I'd say, then make time this week to talk to your wife about that rule, right? Uh, or about that principle. But I, I would say the best place to start is have that conversation with your wife about knowing the rules uh, that you'll follow, the rules of engagement, what you're going to follow when it comes to conflict resolution in your marriage. In fact, what if you asked your wife to listen to the part of this episode where I talk about principle number one? Now, I know this is the Christian bro code, but we'll we'll make an exception. Yeah, we'll, 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 let, the, we'll let the broettes listen in for a little bit, right? Just see how bros do stuff. But maybe maybe just that one bit of the episode where I talk about principle number one, know the rules before you start. Maybe she can listen to that. And that way, the two of you have a common point of reference to start the conversation. Now listen, very important, very important. I follow, I follow this with anything that I think is important. Don't try to squeeze this conversation in somewhere. Don't, don't try to like five minutes before she's almost asleep. Hey, I want to talk to you. <laughs> don't do it when she's getting the kids ready to go to school. Or when you know, Don't try to just squeeze this conversation in somewhere. Be intentional about this. Like actually schedule some time when the two of you are alert. I mean, you're fully awake, distraction-free, and you can fully concentrate on each other and on this conversation. And, and uh, maybe you can make it like an informal date night, right? Order some pizza, put the kids to bed early, have this conversation, and uh, who knows? 
Your wife might appreciate it so much that you took the initiative to have this conversation with her that your night will end with a nice little surprise. Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, one last time. The big idea for this episode, learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. Remember, episode 17 is part two of this conversation, in which I'll cover the remaining three principles that you can use to learn how to use conflict to strengthen your marriage. All right. That is it for this episode, bro. Hey, do something awesome. Help other bros add value to their spiritual growth. When you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, you help other bros find it, and that's pretty awesome of you. On YouTube, smash the subscribe button like a bro. Like, share, leave a comment. All that makes it easier for other bros to find these episodes. Also, join the Christian Bro Code Facebook group. It's a group available only to bros. From time to time, I do additional bonus content available only in that group, so check it out. Links to all the stuff I'm talking about are in the podcast show notes and the YouTube video description. That's it, bro. Till next time, do something to take a step from where you are right now to where God wants you to be. God bless, bro.